Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Fuck off, Jericho! I don't wanna hear it! Fuck off, Jericho! Read it to the lyrics! Don't let the fire- 
right. What's up, live listeners, viewers? What's up, podcast listeners? This is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond in a red light. Uh, check out patreon.com slash echoplex where you can get the whole show this week, actually, for free. And while you're there, consider signing up. Uh, I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. That's weird. I don't hate the cops. Oh, there's a person inside when the torture stops. Oh, don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Donate the cops, donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 everybody the real victims of january 6th were in fact the gop that's according to fox news and it's our uh, first grouping of clips this evening and i think that that's a shame because there is material that has come out of this committee that's deeply disturbing um you know this is not uh, the proprietary ownership of the democratic party that riot on january 6th was a desecration of our constitutional process and yet it's been weaponized to some extent by this committee which did not pursue other issues in these public sessions
like what other issues these these public sessions were about <clears throat> the gen were, were about j6 like what does he mean they didn't pursue other issues during this public session they probably have other public sessions <clears throat> during which they like consider other issues that that's my understanding i'm not a public session un- understander though here's that same guy uh, saying the DOJ should just ignore any and all referrals from the January 6th commission or committee. But if I were defense counsel for President Trump, my eyes would still remain fixed on Mar-a-Lago. I, I just don't see this as, a, as, as much of a threat of something that could be actually defended uh, at trial or on appeal. The Department of Justice could ultimately just reject this and uh, really contradict the claims of many that the criminal conduct here is obvious. It's not obvious. Uh, that this committee again promised that there would be new evidence being displayed today. The Justice Department, Jonathan mentioned that this is not binding and, you know, the Justice Department could reject it. Uh, my sense is the Justice Department will ignore it, which is what the Justice Department generally does when Congress grandstands in this fashion. As a criminal defense attorney, I was really struck at how weak this was. The department will do what it will do regardless of this referral. What we've always said on... I think in many ways they would be best to sort of ignore, even to say, you know, we thank you for your referral um, and we appreciate your right to make a referral, Congress, but we are keeping that separate from the investigation which we've had going on for quite some time. The Department of Justice does not have to take this up. Uh, You know, we've often talked about... Congress. I, I don't think there's any indication, John, that the Justice Department, even if they were to make their own decision, it will not be influenced by what happened with this committee. It'll be their own decision. Even if they made their own decision, say, to indict Trump for obstructing Congress, mm-hmm. they're not going to invoke that statute to try to disqualify him. The Justice Department has prosecuted upwards of 800 people, and they haven't alleged that Trump is a co-conspirator. They have not brought a single insurrection case against anybody who's been prosecuted. But it's, it's such an academic question. Again, the Justice Department has prosecuted upwards of 800 people, people who actually committed violence at the Capitol, and they haven't charged a single person with insurrection. These people are amazing. We got one more. The real victims, real victims, are the GOP. It's just, that's just who the, who the real victims are. Here's one last clip of this. You've got to keep in mind that within a few weeks, the alleged victim in this case, the House of Representatives, which is representing the people, of course, is going to change. I mean, the new House is going to come in and they're either going to try to rescind or renounce uh, this referral, which puts the Department of Justice in a curious position. So the new House is going to come. Actually, that's the thing is there's going to be a whole new different people at the House of Representatives. So anything they did in the past just doesn't fucking count anymore. Actually, we should be able to like apply that. We should just apply that to everything. Now there's a, now that we have a new house of representatives, every law that's been passed by the house of representatives is null and void. That's how it works, right? Is that how it works? I think that's how it works. That's what I, that's what I've been taught. (laughs) So I don't know why, but, uh, Fox, Fox decided to have a gymnasium Jordan on to, uh, discuss this matter. I don't know why everybody keeps having Gymnasium Jordan on. Wait. 
Oh, no, they're asking what Jim Jordan thinks. They didn't have him on. But they're like, what does Jim Jordan think of this? I don't know. Referral, uh, including Jim Jordan. Uh, he's just put out a statement that we received through Chad Pergram, who will join us in just a few moments on Capitol Hill, saying this is just another partisan and political stunt made by a select committee that knowingly altered evidence, blocked minority representation on a committee for the first time in the history of the U.S. House of Representatives, and failed to respond to Mr. Jordan's numerous letters and concerns surrounding the politicization and legitimacy of the committee's work. So Jim Jordan wrote a strongly worded letter saying that this was political and they ignored him. And that's, um, I don't know, ignoring Jim Jordan is bad, I guess. This is this one's this one's super weird. This is Mike Pence. People were like looking for him on January 6th. He's like, ah, you know, everybody, everybody gets a mulligan, actually. You Americans are paying much attention to what will happen today or to the results or recommendations of this committee. Let me just uh, um if you feel that way and answered it that way, yeah. then you don't believe it should be a criminal case that should be referred to the Department of Justice. Is well, that, is I, that what you're saying? Well, I wrote this in my book uh, that uh, how many times uh, Adam Schiff said that there was evidence of collusion with Russia. Two and a half years we listened to Adam Schiff talk yeah. about evidence that he had seen that. Uh, but people were fucking convicted of crimes around that. That was never there. Let, but let me, let me be very clear about this point. Uh, uh, Congress has, has no formal role uh, in Justice Department decisions. So they can make recommendations today. Um, but when it comes to the Justice Department's decision about, about, um, about bringing charges in the future, I, I would hope that they would not bring charges against the former president. I, I don't... Look, I, as I wrote in my book, I think the president's actions and words on January 6th were reckless. Um, but I don't know that it's criminal. it's criminal to Got take it. bad advice from lawyers. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I well, hope that just depends how bad the advice is on that, too. Well, right, so we'll, we'll see on that. Well, but Dana, I, I want to say I, I, I hope the Justice Department understands the magnitude of the very idea of sure. indicting a former president of the United States. I think that would be terribly divisive in the country at a time when the American people want to see us heal. At this time of year, we're all thinking about the most important things in our lives, our faith. Our family and my hope is the Justice Department will think very carefully. And your whole family will be together regard. for the for all the families getting together for the first time in three. So the Justice Part Department's job isn't actually to think about faith and family. They're ideally they're there to to use prosecution to enforce the law. That's it. They're not they're not supposed to worry. I hope the Justice Department wasn't worried about my uh, my plans with my family for Christmas. Yours either, because that let's let's face it that that would be a little creepy. Yeah, just prosecute all the presidents. Fuck it. If you want to be president, that's fine, but you're going to get prosecuted after you're done. <laughs> no matter no matter what you did, they're going to they're going to find something and they're coming for you. So that's just the risk you take. This next clip I called Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time. Going forward, the majority chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance Committee will have nearly unlimited power to target and make public the tax returns of private citizens. And not just private citizens, political enemies, business and labor leaders, or even the returns of Supreme Court justices themselves. Fuck yeah. No party in Congress should have that power. No individuals in Congress should have that power. It's a power to embarrass, to harass, 
or destroy um, Americans through disclosure of their tax returns. After so I have like an entirely different take on this. If you announce for president of the United States or for Senate, House of Representatives, or if you are uh, getting an appointment at a, for a high-level position by the, by the executive department, your taxes should just fucking be released for the last 10 or 15 years. Like, you shouldn't have a choice in the matter. They should just be released. People should know whether or not you're a crook. And um, that's it. And uh, you know, if people don't like that, I guess they, you know, well, that's not the way it is now. But if that were to be the case, people didn't like it. Oh, maybe don't run for office. Maybe you're a bit of a fucking crook. Not my problem. <clears throat> so now we're going to move on to the very short, just two clip uh, apartheid Clyde portion of the show. This is uh, <laughs> Elon Musk doesn't know shit about his own website, part 934,000 or whatever it is. Here we go. City of features as high as possible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, frankly, if, if you want to have a really high velocity of features, I think the, 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 we'll just need to do a, a total rewrite of the, the whole thing um you know um wait ser seriously a, a total rewrite that's your that's your prediction for velocity yeah well when you say a total rewrite do you mean starting with the skeleton or a bunch of engineers sit down with a whiteboard and say what is twitter uh revolution or reform I, I mean, I just mean like literally, like this, this, like you could either try to uh, amend this, the the crazy stack that exists, or uh, re rewrite it. Um, when you when you say when you say crazy stack, what do you mean? Like break it down. Have you seen Have you seen George's like <laughs> diagram? No, no, no. God, that like guy's fucking laughing at Elon. Fuck yeah. Fucking critical support to the dude just fucking laughing at fucking Alron Moose right there. Fucking critical support to Ian. What do you mean by are, are you, crazy? No, no, seriously. Uh, do, do you, do you, Come uh, on, buddy. Come on. Who who are you? What do you mean? Who am I? I don't know. You gave me the fucking mic. I got no. I didn't clue. give you the mic. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm doing the mic, and let's let's keep it let's keep it civil in my space. I mean. Yeah. Like what? No, no, man. You're in charge of the servers and the programming, whatever. Like what is I, I, the I, I, stack? I, 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 we, Elon, keep things come on, man. in my space, please. Take, take it, take it, take me from top to bottom. What does the stack look like right now? What's so crazy about it? What's so abnormal about this stack versus every other large-scale system on the planet, buddy? Come on, give Wait. it to me. All right. So first off, amazing. Know, Wow, Wait. you're a jackass. <laughs> oh, no, like the question, he wasn't being polite, but the question was a real question. The question's like, well, what's so crazy about the software stack that runs Twitter? And what do you mean when you say rewrite the whole? These are like valid questions. Sure, the guy's like not taking fucking apartheid Clyde super seriously. But like if he knew the answer to the question, why would it matter if the guy was taking him super seriously? It's that fucking shit we talk about on the Wednesday show, the intellectual Dollar Tree. How these the kryptonite of all these galaxy brain people is that if you just give just the slightest hint that you're not taking them seriously, that blows their mind that you wouldn't take them seriously. Okay. 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 All right. No, no, no. I got, I got no credibility here, buddy. I got okay. no idea. Okay, let's, 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 first let's, off, let's first the off, let's, <laughs> let's keep my space civil. Here, you know, like we removed him from, from speakers. Oh, they were, they removed him from speaking not i mean he wasn't even being uncivil sure he wasn't being credulous but there's a lot of room between 
<clears throat> credulity between being super credulous to somebody and then being uncivil to them. I don't think the guy was being uncivil to Elon. I'm sure he said a swear word, but who fucking cares? He, he swore on the, on the thing, man. What? Oh no. Anyway, Elon Musk fans are incredibly cringe. Uh, I think this is a video made by one of them. Although I hold out hope that this is a satire that I don't understand. Let's see what's going on here. Let your games begin. Twitter, 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 Twitter. T control. control. Take control of your platform. 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 Twitter's war zone. Hey, you're in the arena. Let's go. Why we're here, how we got here, what the heck is going on. Elon, thank you so much for joining us. The company's been so eager to hear from you live and direct. Our role is not to be bound by the First Amendment, but to serve a healthy public conversation. Hello, First Amendment. Freedom of speech is extremely important to the future of civilization. Focus less on thinking about free speech. I don't need to listen to what they say. At the end of the day, it will be me deciding it. What works in SpaceX and Tesla is people being in the office and, and being hardcore. If you can't show up at an office and you do not show up at the office, resignation accepted. End of story. Try to get as many people payment verified as possible. Uh, it's only eight bucks a month. Eight bucks. I don't really have a business plan. Not as much fun being me as you'd think. I'm not sure I want to be me. I, I use my tweets to express myself. You know, tweeting more or less stream of consciousness, you know, it's not like, let me think about some grand plan about my Twitter or whatever, you know, I'm like, literally, you know, on the toilet or something, I'm like, oh, this is funny, and then tweet that out, you know. Who do you like more, AOC or Elon Musk? I think I know more about AOC than anyone currently alive on Earth. Great choice of lipstick, I think. If you want my body and you think I'm sexy. Come right out and tell me so. You I love you, AOC. You're... I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm an alien. What the fuck was that? Oh man, I <clears throat> I couldn't even tell like what side they were taking because at the end it seemed to be making fun of uh, apartheid, Clyde. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, this one's called Let Them Fight. I believe this is, yep, Roger Stone versus Ron DeSantis. Well, first of all, I think if he does run, it would be an extraordinary act of political treachery and disloyalty. Ron DeSantis became governor solely because of Donald Trump. He was an unknown congressman. His campaign was mired in single digits. He was having fundraising problems. Uh, 67, every single Republican county chairman in Florida every elected Republican in both houses of the legislature and every Republican member of the congressional delegation with the exception of Matt Gates, endorsed uh, the sitting agriculture commissioner for governor. Ron DeSantis's campaign was turbocharged by a tweeted endorsement by Donald Trump. Uh, otherwise he would be working in a Dairy Queen right now. <laughs> I think that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to run. I think that he is going to regret running. Uh, you want to go toe to toe in a cage match with Donald Trump. That's a lot tougher than you think. DeSantis has done very well in a controlled atmosphere of Florida where he controls the microphone. Donald Trump is a brawler. 
Man, I hope that those two run against each other in the fucking Republican primary. It's going to be, it would be amazing. They're both like bad people and they're both liars. So it would be amazing watching them. Also, I think Ron DeSantis is uh, better at like kind of retail politics than Donald Trump. So it'd be fun seeing Donald Trump lose. Here's a, here's Greg Gutfeld. He is aggressively unfunny. I believe this is on the five. Which I found out, I thought it was because they have five people, but it turns out they called it that because it's on, I guess, at 5 p.m. Anyway, here's him talking about how news channels should report news. What I noticed that is very stressful about the holidays is the media. Can I twist this towards the media? Have you noticed how actual news is reduced by like 50 to 70 percent? At yeah. least. At least. Yeah. And, and, and it's because the people who present the news, they're gone. Right. People go away. Hosts, producers. And so what happens is, what does it tell you when the newsmakers are gone and the news disappears? A lot of it is created. And then what do you have to do? You have to fill up this giant hole with nonstop hysterical weather coverage. You are going to die. Five million. No, 10 million. 13 million people will be traveling tomorrow. Let's go live to LaGuardia. Well, there's a line right here and the line's getting larger. And you go, is that from 2013? This is aggressively unfunny. My God, stop it. I'm addicted to the weather coverage. When it's on, I can't stop watching it. But the impact of it going like this, it's like, is it totally, does it, can we just pull back a little bit? That's all I'm saying. Yo, that weather event was actually like, it's almost over now, but that was a pretty nasty weather event. I don't know what to tell this guy. I mean, <clears throat> I am not even trying to be funny. And most of what I'm saying is funnier than everything uh, Greg Gutfeld says. Like I said, I'm not even trying most of the time. Sometimes I'm trying to be funny, but that's usually later at night. All right, everybody check it out. What you need, <clears throat> I need you, I need you to be very terrified. You need to be scared. You need to be ready. We need to be ready for a woke kindergarten. This is uh, Senator Marcia Blackburn on, of course, the Rubin Report. We've had a couple of big loca- relocations coming out of New York City to Nashville. And they said they, they have small children. And they thought, you know, we can work from anywhere. And they had started. Here's what did it. They were trying to get their child into a preschool. And they were told by somebody, well, you need to hire a consultant to coach your child to get into (laughs) a preschool because there are so few. I'm sorry, woke preschool schools that are available that are not into the woke kindergarten, woke education, things of that nature. So uh, the this family said after they heard all of that, they said, we need to move. (laughs) And so they came to Tennessee. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe your story. People be talking at people be talking to everybody at hipster coffee shops these days. Here's uh, Lauren Boberts. I believe this is her part of her speech at America Fest. We watched some of America Fest during the uh, upfront. Maybe we'll check some more of it out during the, uh, during red light tonight. Just depends on uh, how things go. But here's part of a Bobert's speech at America Fest. On a personal level, I know we won't accomplish what needs to be done without the hand of God Almighty. 
We need God to bless our efforts. And it's going to take wisdom and discipline. It's going to take leading with strength and grace. That's what I commit that I'll do for you in this next Congress. These last two years, I've grown a lot personally and as a Congresswoman. God's word says that the end of a thing is better than its beginning. So I am more prepared now than ever before to serve the good people of Colorado's third district and the rest of America. Boo. Boo. <clears throat> Low energy from her. Not, not, not the best, not the best speech. It all seemed, <clears throat> all seemed a little like, a little muffled this year and i think it's because they really didn't do the war on christmas this year and it just took a lot of their energy away from them because they just forgot almost we've only covered like two maybe three war on christmas stories the whole time like it just it just sucked the energy out of the out of the like the the culture war right they just couldn't do the war on christmas this year and they're sad <clears throat> so it's right around halfway through the Second hour of the show, and um, we we've been playing stand up comedians more and more lately. This guy, this guy's great. Check this, check this guy's uh, check out what this guy has to say. I I rather enjoyed it. But there used to be a time when we had two groups of people. You have people who know shit, and people who don't know shit. <laughs> and and back in the day, the people who didn't know shit respected the people who knew shit. <laughs> And you would be in a situation, it might be work or social situation, and the people who know shit would be talking about, well, I know some shit. Yeah, I know some shit. <laughs> Let's talk about shit we know. I know shit. And the people who don't know shit would kind of hang in the back. <laughs> and they'd be quiet, and you'd be like, well, why aren't you talking? Ah, I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to try to learn some shit. <laughs> Alonzo Botton, that's so funny. I've I don't think I've seen him before, and that's just I fucking. It, there's never been like a <clears throat> like a clearer like distillation of what's going on and what's wrong right now. Is that like if you don't know if you don't know about shit, listen to somebody else. They might know. Also, if you don't know about shit, don't assume that somebody who's talking and saying that they do know shit actually knows the shit. But that was kind of baked into what he was saying. Anyway, <laughs> up next we got a. Just far right America first activists. Um, oh no. Okay. Well, this is going to a uh, little content warning domestic violence here. Beating women is about as American as apple pie. And I'm, <laughs> I say that, I say that in that, like, it wasn't until the 70s that corporal punishment for women wasn't, was kind of outlawed. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, just fucking right out the gate with that shit. My. Oh, dear. You you go back to common law. You go back to our founding. There was like, a, there were clauses in there that kind of accepted, okay, well, if a woman, if a woman gets out of line, beating her is, 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 is fine. And, you know, Abigail Adams, she was John Adams's wife. She wrote this very famous letter and she was like, uh, you know, when you're drafting the Constitution, please, uh, please remember the women, if you will. And everyone takes that to mean like 
please give women's rights. And that kind of put wind in the sails of the women's suffrage movement. <laughs> but really what she was talking about is, hey, can you maybe put in a clause that says like men can't beat their wives if uh, if they get out of line? And John Adams response to that was, <laughs> you're too funny, lady. You're Whoa, I don't I don't know that this is how that went down. I I know there was I know it was a different time, but it just his his version of events seems like how it didn't go down. <laughs> too funny that was the that i mean that was our founding fathers on the question of of beating women so you know i don't like this notion that like we have such a problem with women getting physically harmed because that's really not my issue with it women are for the most part these awful creatures who don't Whoa. Have, who don't have hearts who are there for the money who are there to suck us dry and you know you have <laughs> what is this gamergate who tell us like well you know why just start a family and it's like have you seen the women who are out there yeah have you seen what's happening to us? And, you know, men for all, as far as I'm aware, men are the same. There was no men's right movement to change men. There was, in fact, a feminist movement. There was a men's rights movement. <laughs> Yo, dude, you're parroting their talking points, but you're <clears throat> you're doing it without the fucking dog whistles and without the like the euphemisms. My God. And there was, in fact, feminist uh, female influenced ideology that kind of changed the role of women in society. That's the only thing that's changed. So when you put all of that together, you really have to wonder, well, who is the culprit here? And it is the women. And so, yeah, it's a little bit trolly. It's a little bit of a joke that all women are whores and all women are sluts and all women. Whoa, dude, that's not like, that's not a joke. But you look at these stories and you're like, okay, well, you know, am I wrong? Mm -hmm. Can you prove me wrong? Uh, that's a weird thing to ask me to prove incorrect. My God. That's the kind of energy I don't usually like to put out there in the world. I'm sorry about that, everybody. What the fuck? Whoa. All right. Well, up next is uh, Tucker Carlson's guest. Tyler Hansen is going to talk about uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. And, um, oh, no, what, it's actually going to be Tucker's guest talking about what kind of women uh, bring their kids to drag shows phobia um, that's been popping up pretty recently in my mentions um, you know and I guess if uh, I don't really know what that means but if drag phobia means that I am against uh, you know full-grown men dressed as women sexually dancing and committing lewd acts in front of minors uh, look at the video they're showing it's just a drag queen talking into a mic to a kid intentionally then you know you could consider me drag phobic to say the least yeah I would say that. we're the dads here I mean why doesn't anyone put a stop to this again just to be completely clear Doing this to kids is a crime, and it's certainly a moral crime, and I'm just amazed that people sit back and let it happen. Uh, but Taylor Hansen, thank you. I'm glad you, you mentioned the dads, Tucker. Yes, please, go is ahead. There, there actually is a common reoccurrence is there are no dads there 99% right. of the time. Okay. Is A lot of the people that bring these kids to these shows are single mothers who you know, happen to be obese. I don't know if there's a pattern there or what. I mean, but if people are repulsed just like I am at recording this video, um, they can visit. Well, <clears throat> he's like, uh, how do you know they're single? Like, and is he attending all these? Is he doing like a BMI on everybody there? Like, this is stupid. It's like they, they, they keep saying this, that everybody, everybody who disagrees with us is a fat cow. Essentially, that's like what they what one of the things they keep saying. And it's like, dude, like, like, I don't know, like if I was a dick i'd be like let's see some pictures of your wife dude I mean, like, but i'm not a dick i wouldn't say anything like that oh no so here's the fort lauderdale 
it's called the city commission regular meeting. It's basically a city council meeting. I was told that this has to be seen to be believed. Okay. Um, is Ms. Crave here? Here. Did you, you sign up to speak. Would you care to speak? Yes, sir. Come on up. Oh, hell yeah. My kind of party. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, is this that? Is a video for Get Lucky? Is a Daft Punk video? Is Daft Punk back together? <clears throat> Good evening, council peoples. You may call me mistress. <laughs> I am here standing neutral to the motion approving an agreement for the proprietary purchase of yard waste processing and disposal. I do, however, find it interesting that you will spend almost $1 million to hide your secrets down the drain. Hiding that condom I know you used to cheat on your spouse with. Whoa. So, I propose that... You use a quarter of that mill to support doms and subs in Broward County, to build a dungeon created for us by us, the taxpayers and voting citizens. In closing, do not let this glamorous look distract you from doing your duty to take my demand. I look forward to spanking each and every single one of you at the new esteemed dungeon. You are dismissed. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> and happy holidays to you. <laughs> Anyone else wish to speak? There being none. Uh, City manager, are there any districts that have a dungeon? <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay, I just wanted to check. Thank you. I thought you. there was one at the Sapphire. No, no, please. I, I know there were a couple you. of proposed clubs of a variety of natures from a couple of years ago. I thought they were mostly in District Two, though. Mostly, we have a lot of things going on in District Two, um, but no, I don't think we have any dungeons. But ah, uh, <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. The people that fucking work, the people. That people, the people in uh, fucking Fort Lauderdale have some pretty cool representatives because they're like, well, wait a minute. Isn't there, aren't there dungeons? Don't we have dungeons? Aren't we that kind of place that might have a dungeon? We don't have a dungeon. They ask the city manager. <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the kind of fucking city council meeting I think that more places should have. Yeah, call Larry. Larry would know. Larry would know. Anyway, here's a, here's a they sent a sports reporter out to cover the storm. And everybody was like, oh, you get him, pal. You get him, pal. And I actually think the sports reporter here is kind of a dick. It's like, just fucking cover the storm. Like, I don't know, do a good job. Anyway, people may disagree with me. Mark, how are you feeling out there? Uh, again, uh, the same way I felt about eight minutes ago when you asked me that same question, right? I normally do sports. Uh, everything is canceled here for the next couple of days. So... What better time to ask the sports guy to come in about five hours normally uh, earlier than he would normally wake up, go stand out in the wind and the snow and the cold and tell other people not to do the same. I didn't even realize that there was a 3.30 also in the morning 
until today. It's absolutely uh, fantastic, Ryan. You know, I I'm used to these evening shows that are only 30 minutes long, and generally on those shows, I'm inside. So uh, this is a really long show. Tune in for the next couple hours to watch me progressively get crankier and crankier. How do I get that uh, Storm Chaser 7 duty? I, I feel like Clint got the uh, better end of that deal. You know, that thing's heated. Um, the outdoors currently is not heated. Well, I'll tell you what, Ryan, I've, I've got good news and, and I've got bad news. The, the good news is that I can still feel my face right now. The bad news is I kind of wish I couldn't. Can I go back to my regular job? I, I'm pretty sure, Ryan, that you guys added an extra hour to this show just because somebody likes torturing me because compared to two and a half hours ago, it is just getting colder and colder. Live in Waterloo for the last time this morning. Thankfully, I'm Mark Woodley, New 7 KWWL. So unless there was parts cut out where he's like, nobody should have to do this. It's really cold out here. Um, this doesn't really inform anyone of anything. If, if there were clips of him saying that, that, that's, that would be pretty cool. But it just sounded like he was upset that he was, you know, maybe asked to cover for someone who might have otherwise been doing that job. And I think, you know, reasonable people can disagree with me about this. Anyway, here's a clip from One American News Network. This is where I go for my, uh, all my reporting on the law and technology. They're going to talk about uh, Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act. The director of investigations at Judicial Watch, Chris Farrell, says actual malice standards should be applied to Twitter executives who were caught censoring conservatives, adding they should not be shielded from liability. One America's John Hines has more from Washington. The latest dump of the so-called Twitter files from Elon Musk seems to show that the banning of former President Trump from Twitter in the aftermath of January 6 brought much internal dissent. Ultimately, though the president was banned, even though his tweets after January 6 did not appear to violate Twitter's rules. And Chris Farrell, director of investigations at Judicial Watch, I'm wondering what do you make of this latest dump of the so-called Twitter file, sir? I think there's people in the Silicon Valley that for a long time thought... You can tell somebody's never been here when they call it the Silicon Valley. ...were bulletproof and unaccountable and untouchable and were supremely arrogant that they... I bet this guy calls San Francisco, I bet he calls it Frisco. Uh, they had monopolized a space on that utility known as the internet. And they were going to just call the shots and create the narrative. Wait, this guy just called. I'm, I'm with it. If this guy wants to turn the Internet into a public utility, let's go, baby. Roll that fiber down my street. And then surprise, surprise, another guy who's a disruptor. You can think of Donald Trump as a disruptor. But an independently wealthy business person comes in and breaks up the party. Trump did. No, Elon Musk is not independently wealthy. His wealth is all from fucking Tesla stock. That's not what independently wealthy means. And uh, Elon Musk has done it in the world of, you know, uh, Silicon Valley or big tech or social media, however you want to think of it. There's this outsider who's just come in and he's he's an outsider. This is a fucking Elon Musk. He's, he's like, oh, he's an outsider. Just the founder, one of the co-founders of PayPal. This Elon Musk, Silicon Valley outsider. What the fuck is this guy talking about? He, he messed up all the little cozy relationships that they had out there and is telling tales, is, is revealing what's really... Telling tales might be... That's accurate. 
apartheid Clyde is good at telling tales. In the hothouse California environment out there. Do you see potentially some of the Twitter executives being liable for illegality going forward? Um, sadly, no. I think they're going to get away with it. Um, well, because you'd have to tell us what what law, which is, is it against, is there any law that I would be violating if I deleted your login to my the plexwiki.xyz or if we deleted your login to port87.social? Or if we banned you from chatting in our Twitter in our Twitch chat, like, is there a law? Are there applicable laws to this? All charges being brought. There may be private causes of action. People may sue civilly to get damages. You know, financial. I mean, that's the split, right? Criminal issues. People go to jail. Civil suits. They're looking for money. So there may be people who have a civil claim uh, that their rights were violated in some way, and they may seek some kind of relief civilly congress will do their usual kabuki theater they'll have hearings and the congress will do their kabuki theater about a civil suit what like this i'm sorry is this guy an attorney go for sound bites and you know wave their fingers and act like they're very upset but nothing will actually come from it the internet <laughs> and all these uh oh look they look they're like get us internet graphics you can tell look at there's a fucking google plus logo here i'm fucking pissed that they deleted my account from google plus i can't log into google plus can you who do we sue purvey there's a blackberry logo here too look why is there a blackberry come on oh there's a who uses skype where's the my let's let's just just throw the myspace logo in just to fuck around via the internet i mean if you if you want to look at it live journal in a hard light this has to go to uh reforms needed for all these companies and changing of the law concerning their liability they're essentially a public utility now they're really no they're not yo they're not a public utility i am not in favor of any of these companies becoming the public utility before my connection to the internet is one until like the thing that I plug into my either cable modem or hopefully like the, the fiber modem is a public utility, then none of the endpoints should be a public utility. By the public broadly for all sorts of information. And when, and when you know that that information is being manipulated and you're being given either incomplete or false information and you're making decisions based on that, whether it's decisions at the kitchen table or at the corporate board table or who to vote you're for. making decisions yeah you're making decisions on what you do with your family with your money with your time but by this you know logic what? by this logic if the newspaper endorses a candidate you don't like you should have be able you should be entitled to damages against like i don't know the fucking miami herald or whatever if they endorse a candidate and you're like i don't like that candidate why the new why the newspaper tell me to vote for that candidate well boom now you should be able to sue them should be able to collect damages from them because you didn't like their recommendation. Like, what the fuck? Lying or they're twisting what you're getting. There's got to be liability somewhere. This guy's on OAN talking about, like, other organizations <laughs> twisting the information you get. It'd be like if somebody came on here and was like, you know what we really need is all the Twitch channels. Just be totally impartial. I mean, I couldn't sit there with a straight face and, like, listen to somebody be like, you know what? That's really what we do need to do, just like we do here at the fucking Plex. We're completely impartial here, and it should be illegal, actually. You should be able to sue me if I'm not impartial. What? 
And so you, that sounds like what you're saying is they should, that, uh, that exemption from liability with the Section 230 of the FCC code should be yanked, basically. Is but then they wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do anything on the internet. No, no, that's stupid. If they get rid of Section 230, then user-generated content isn't protected, and then they just pull everything down, and then it becomes television. Yeah, that is exactly correct, because if they're going to put it out there, they got to own it, just like any other uh, media platform or, or media. Section 230 means that I am responsible for what I put on a user-generated platform. That's what section, that's what the, that says in section 230 is that they are not responsible. And if it's illegal content, they still have to take it down and that they have to do, they have to, it says in good faith, moderate. I think that's, that wording is too vague, but all in all section 230 is the only reason that I'm able to sit here and talk to you. It's the only reason YouTube exists. Like the, these, the people who are lying to you on the internet, people who are misleading you, people who are pushing any kind of agenda, really, the only reason they can do that on other people's websites and shit is because of Section 230. Like, OAN wouldn't be able to do what they're doing on the internet without Section 230. Means of, if I publish something that I know is false and defamatory, and I do it willingly and deliberately, I would pay very grave consequences for doing that. It's called actual malice. It's a, re it's a legal term. It has real meaning. And those standards need to be applied to these companies because but they're they're, the, the, the point of Section 230 is that we're not treating them as a publisher. We're, they're, being, they're an aggregator. What I'm putting on my own Twitter is what I'm publishing. I'm responsible for that. Not Twitter. Blank pieces of paper that people run up and scribble things on. They are moderating and controlling. Section 230 specifically requires moderation. Section 230 is written in pretty plain language, and it's not a long part of the Communications Decency Act. Anybody can go read it. It says what it says. Curating their content. Therefore, if they're doing that, they need to have the same legal liability. And need no, no, no. Section 230 says they have to moderate or they are no longer immune from legal liability. That's why even 4chan and 8 could moderate their content same way anybody else would. Chris Farrell, Director of Investigations at Judicial Watch, thank you for talking to us on One American News, sir. Thank you, John. Thank you for lying to us on One American News Network, just completely misrepresenting what the fuck's going on with Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Thanks for coming on here. Like, what they just did right there wouldn't be protected speech if there was no Section 230. <laughs> you could just fucking go after somebody for misleading you. They just misled you. So here's, here's something we haven't seen in a while. Everybody Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. It's fucking Jim Baker. Um, Baker with two K's. They had to take the third K out after the civil war. This w global warring business is anti-God. If you don't believe God can run things, he created this world. No, I actually don't believe that. I know Christians who don't literally believe that either. And a lot of people, here's what God spoke to me. I want, I'm going to show you something I've never shared before. I don't think. But God spoke to me. Oh, dear. That a lot of people are not going to accept the signs, listen to me, of the second coming. 
that the rapture's near because they're going to call it global warming problems. <laughs> so actually, global warming isn't real, but it actually is. It's God, and it's just uh, bringing on the second coming of Christ. Like, once it becomes 114 degrees all summer long in San Jose, fucking Jesus is going to come down from the sky and be like, no, I didn't bring you air conditioning. They're going to say earthquakes are global warming. No, God has given that thousands of years ago. It was in his word. These are the signs. <laughs> Jim Baker. We haven't played a Jim Baker clip in a long time. And I think the reason is that they kind of suck. Like the world has passed Jim Baker by like his, his kind of, his kind of just, disconnection from reality is almost like uninteresting now like i just don't give a fuck about that like it was kind of funny the part about like actually it is getting the climate is changing but it's the apocalypse sure buddy whatever whatever just just huck those buckets of slop huck those buckets of slop anyway speaking of people talking to god here's a trump prophet her name is julie green and she has two dispatches from the giant i'm sorry from um god here's the first one I believe this is on probably on Elijah's list because I don't know who else has this lady on. The darkness will appear to take over and hope will appear to be lost. Then my hand will step in and it will wipe them all out who are against you. Fauci is coming down. The Biden is coming down. Obama is coming down. Hillary is coming down. Nancy is coming down. Chuck is coming down. Mitch is coming down. Adam is coming down. All the governments that hold you are all coming down. Well, then who? What? There's the whole government. All the governments are just coming down along with all the government officials. Everybody's coming down, coming down, coming down, coming down. Not going down, coming down. Different. Facebook. Is coming down. It's not been doing Wall so well. Street is coming down. China is coming down. Any country against my eagle is coming down. The world elites are coming down. And the new Shel Silverstein book sucks. And so is their one world government and all their plans. It's coming down. Greater than the walls of Jericho. Bigger than the Red Sea. Yes, much bigger, and you will see. The perfect storm is upon your enemies now, and it's growing in strength. Oh, the storm is coming. The strength of the storm is like no other storm. No, the storm will wipe them all out at once. They stood against me. They shouted. They mocked me. They defied me. They laughed at the sound of my name. And soon they will have a great regret because they will realize they are on the wrong side. <laughs> but that, that was something. See, like Jim Baker just cannot compete with that level, just disconnection from reality. And like, honestly, like she, that was pretty pilled too. the Q people fucking love that shit because there was like a list of all the people Q said was, or Q or the Bakers said, we're going to be mass arrested. And she said, the storm is coming. She's just, just fucking, it's like, not as good as like the Q, the Q tubers, by the way, the Q tubers were better broadcasters than her. Somebody in chat asked you, what are you doing up at five in the morning talking this crazy shit? I hope you just woke up and haven't been up all night. 
No, actually, I hope you've been up all night and uh, didn't just wake up. Anyway, here's another dispatch from God, I guess. This one's a vertical video, probably for Facebook Live. In explosive evidence and exposures regarding the UN and the EU, along with the connections to the one world government and this fraudulent administration in the United States, along with the WHO. The WHO? How many the WHO? Like I, I think the band, the, the band The WHO is overrated, but we don't really need to have Jesus strike them down. And against the world, Fauci, Biden, Nancy, Mitch, Chuck, Hillary, Zelensky, Trudeau, Macron, Gates, Schwab, and many other world leaders devise a plan to steal your nations, your freedoms, and your lives. This for world control and great depopulation. They plan to continue to lie. They plan to continue to enslave. Their plan was to completely take over. A plan to kill, not just lives, but to kill any independence. They're just going to kill any independence. Um, I don't know what was going on with this overlay. At first, I thought it was a, um, a vertical video, but if you look, she just put like semi-translucent or semi-transparent or whatever, like white bars to make it look like she did it. Like, on Facebook Live, she put up. She could, she could have put like a, a green screen behind her and put a background of a truck behind her too. I think that would have given it a bit more authenticity for how fucking cooked her brain is. Looks like we got two more clips before we go into red light. Everybody, I see Juan Maserati up in the chat. I might uh, we might even try to bring Juan Maserati in via remote for red light. Who knows? Anyway, we got um, Doctor is this Doctor Peter McCalla? He's a vaccine expert. <laughs> vaccine expert. Um, he's going to talk about your genetic code being shed because you've been vaccinated. He's, he's on the life site.news or whatever. But this is very concerning. Another report came in by Helene Hanoon from Inserm, uh, one of the best research units in Europe. And it, it, it covered comprehensively the issue of shedding. And shedding of the genetic code is most concerning for those who have not taken the vaccine. Most of them did not take the vaccine for a reason. They didn't want to take the vaccine. Now there's a threat to them that, in fact, the vaccine is getting into their body via shedding. So I think it's clear in the Hanoon paper that kissing, uh, sexual contact, almost certainly are methods of transference, breast milk we've talked about. We don't know about uh, sweat, casual um, uh, contact or, you know, through the breath, through what's called exosomes. Uh, but I think that the uh, fluid contact for sure. So people have asked me, you know, what should we do if there's a, a, a couple uh, and one is taking the vaccine, one hasn't for good reasons? You know, how long should they abstain from, for instance, from sexual intercourse? Whoa, days, whoa, whoa, this is weird. I don't know how I feel about this. This is weird. Based on these papers and, and a recent a paper from uh, Rotkin and colleagues from Stanford published in Cell found that the messenger RNA was found in the lymph nodes for months afterwards. So it's not getting out of the body. So I'm saying at least for 90 days. And I don't know for how long. But I think it's disturbing that this, this line of vaccines has never been shown to actually exit the body. It looks like each shot is potentially permanent. You don't just pee it out? Each shot is potentially permanent? Don't, don't fuck your partner for, th for three months after somebody gets a vaccine? Oh, man, what a weird... What that, 
I don't know. I thought that clip wasn't going to be all that good, but that was, that was, that was some shit right there. There was a lot going on in that clip. I don't know what to say, man. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like he's trying to compete with Brett Weinstein for who's saying the dumbest shit about the vaccine. And I think right now, Dr. McCullough is in the lead, honestly, because that was, that was some seriously dumb shit about the vaccine. Anyway, we're going to, we got one more clip here before we go into red light. This is a, Alex Jones, I'm getting to the point where I can't buy groceries. It's it's just a tragedy. The man can't the man can't buy a uh, chili. He's on the edge of insolvency. We are in bankruptcy to try to get through this and to try to minimize the bills. And then a bunch of the audience thinks, well, he's going off air. I'm not going to support. No, it's chapter eleven, subchapter five. All we got to do is have a plan, make it through the plan, and we stay on air indefinitely, and they can't shut us down, and we get our appeals. And I'm not bitching, but I'm going to get to that later, because national headlines, Judge strips Jones of bankruptcy protection in devastating blow to Jones. We took the stay off on the Connecticut and Texas Sandy Hook show trial cases because we're appealing it. We put in the motion. And when you read way down in the Associated Press, it says Jones's lawyers lifted the stay. Which it's a liberating feeling. I kind of feel good in this fight that I'm going to get down to the point where I can't buy groceries. That makes me feel actually like I've done my job. I'm actually liking this in a way. Because unlike Fauci, I don't tell lies. You got that? That's my secret. My brain becomes more powerful every day because I've trained myself not to lie to myself, not to lie to my audience, and not to lie in front of God. Do whatever you need to, or make the conscious decision that the Democrats couldn't shut us down, and the debanking and the deep state and the censorship couldn't shut us down, and all the fake lawsuits couldn't shut us down. But you decided to believe their propaganda because I've not talked to folks on the street. He's all, give me money. He's like, you aren't giving me enough money. Where else? We get the emails. And you believe we're going under because the lawyers told you we're going under, the Democrats told you we're going under. And, and you've decided, some of you, to believe that. So we've gotten less support since all those court cases. Okay, believe them. Believe what, and then it, it'll make it true. Because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that this show is one of the most important broadcasts in the world for liberty. And it is up to the audience to decide whether we stay on the air or not. Thing you've done. But let me tell you, it, if we were... Oh, here we go. ...a long shot... And if we like we're not even actually making any money on this. Help fund the info war. I need to print out more shit tomorrow. Or, you know, move on or whatever. We've been here 20-something years, you know, 15 years in this building. But the fact that it's just right there where we're almost where we need to be and we're just almost going to beat these people, it just pisses me off. <laughs> Fucking schadenfreude. Yet again, schadenfreude. We've had the most schadenfreude because of Alex Jones on this show. I think if his fucking fans stopped giving him money and stuff because they like maybe jumped ship because they're like, well, why would I give money to all the Sandy Hook families or the Newtown families? I mean, that's not an unreasonable thing to think if this every dime this guy has coming in is going to fucking people you think are frauds or whatever. You're like, well, I'm not going to give this guy any money. So Alex Jones is cooked. I don't know if he can or I don't know if he can't quite buy groceries right now. Um which would be sad because he wouldn't be able to buy any uh, beef enchiladas and my understanding is that uh, Alex Jones really, really likes beef enchiladas. That's just my understanding. He was like, I never get sick of beef enchiladas. Anyway, 
That's the fucking podcast part of the show. If you're listening to the podcast, just head on over to twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Make sure you follow the channel here so you can check us out live. Also, head on over to patreon.com slash Echoplex because this week shows a freebie. You can get the audio or the video capture of it. Download it straight off of the computer here. It'll be higher quality than, uh, I don't know, if, if you catch the Twitch replay or whatever. Anyway, that's been the pod part of the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for those of you who uh, maybe had to sneak away from family to come watch because it is still Christmas Day for those who celebrate. Uh, this is Boomers by Periscope. I'm about to change the color of the lights here, uh, change the uh, contents of my beverage, and we'll be back with red light.
if you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.